Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, Here we are on End Times Friday. Good morning. Uh, Happy Friday. Yeah, happy Friday. Lots of stuff going on uh, in the world as we uh, every day uh, just see, you know, crazy headlines and uh, Mm -hmm. stories and, you know, et cetera, that's that's happening. We, you know, we, you and I have been talking about, um, again, the the premise is that Jesus says, pay attention, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, teach it. Uh, And I think part of it is, um, it's always in that tension of be ready and be watchful, not let it dominate us, but rather be watchful, uh, and teach our children and grandchildren mm-hmm. the truth of it so that they then receive it and teach their children and grandchildren. Cause someday, uh, it's going to actually hit a particular generation, uh, right. Because uh, it is absolute. Which may or may not be ours, but it needs to be passed down right. because they won't be prepared if we do not. Right, right. Um, uh, in our generation, in our time, just even in the last, you know, four to five years, um, we could see more of the possibility of it. Uh, mm-hmm. That things have come together now that we say, oh, now I understand it. You know, like with, with in a sense, one world government where the when COVID hit, in essence, we were one world government. The entire world, mm-hmm. you know, surrendered to it. Um, and then there's uh, there's groups, particularly the uh, Council for Foreign Relations, uh, the uh, World Economic Forum, who have economic power, and the Rothschild, mm-hmm. the Rothschilds who uh, do own uh, and have uh, uh, interest in all of the central banks around the world, um, are publicly stating mm-hmm. one world government and then they're even now mentioning a word that that people probably are hearing called the great reset yes uh, yeah very common term and the great reset they've actually put a date to it is that their goal is to get it done by uh, 2030 and to reset what it means is they're trying to reset the whole economic system mm-hmm. into one global uh, you know, government and a new currency, a new economic process, uh, which uh, is intended in their mind to put in place for the what they say is the benefit of, you know, the world, uh, which, by the way, is how the whole thing develops, because um, uh, it it does state that when it happens, uh, there's a collapse of the current system and then the uh, new system is put in place that is looks ap- appears to be beneficial mm-hmm. uh, and a solution. And thus people buy in very readily. Yeah. Right, right. Um, and the uh, opportunity for that uh, to occur, you know, is, isn't this a good idea? Because it's going to solve your problems. And what I think, again, is um, uh, what we saw with COVID 
is the world going from, and, and I'm just going to use a loose term here, but normal to abnormal. Mm-hmm. Um, we couldn't go out. We couldn't go to work. Couldn't go to restaurants. Uh, you had to isolate. Uh, and then there was there was the fear of, of disease, and I have I have some information about that. Uh, I think when the Great Reset happens, I think what I observe is the is that it's, the world is being pushed to abnormal. Mm-hmm. Uh, things like uh, you can't use gasoline in automobiles, and you can only use electric cars. Which, by the way, if you go behind that, you know what. <laughs> What powers electricity was coal and gas, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and because nuclear powers diminished uh, greatly, uh, right? And so, like even in California, where they made that proclamation, uh, and then literally within a few days, because they had a heat wave and uh, the the structure, what we call the grid, couldn't support it. Right. Just just a small fraction of electric cars. They they came out and said. Please don't use these uh, don't, cars don't right charge, now. <laughs> don't charge your, car, your cars. Uh, right. Well, what happens when everybody's supposed to be electric and now they, and but the grid, the structure can't keep up with that by the date that they say. There's no possible mm-hmm. way. It can't happen. So right. what I think is that um, the pushing of the absurd and the illogical, when the Great Reset happens, I think they come back and say, you know what? We've discovered that natural gas is actually really good. And uh, they're going to try to get things from the abnormal, push it, mm. being pushed there, to when the, when the Great Reset happens is, hey, look, we're going back to normal. And they're going to reinforce the adoption of the new system because this is way better than what you've been experiencing. Uh, so I think it's really interesting. So as we uh, look at that, a couple things... Uh, uh, one uh, about COVID um, and the disease. Uh, this was just reported last week, but a uh, United States laboratory uh, has uh, what they call taken the disease and uh, uh, tweaked it further. Uh, and they can do this in, in lab situations, similar that it looks like was happening in Wuhan, China. Mm-hmm when it first, it first broke out, there was actually, there was actually enhancement, what they call enhancements being done in the laboratory. Well, in the United States, they enhance the uh, coronavirus to a point where um, they developed a virus that will have 80% uh, death rate. Wow. Uh, And it was, it was proven that um, and of course it's at animal studies right now, but um, of the now why would they be developing this? Well, think about it. Um, I believe one of the plagues, which we'll, which we're going to spend some more time in, uh, is that a third of the earth is, is uh, gets killed off by disease mm-hmm. and uh, a plague. Um, I believe that they're looking at it as a bio, what I call a bioweapon. Mm-hmm. Is that um, if we wanted to, we could we could actually release this. It's you know it would be contagious because coronavirus right. is contagious, um, and then uh, a, a large population would would die from it because they have proven now that they can uh, they got it to an enhanced place where typical coronavirus mm-hmm. even even nineteen has been proven that 
it's really not deadly. Uh, and it's a normal, kind of a normal coronavirus. And, but now they've enhanced it. So that's an interesting fact of just the capability of it, uh, that they were able to do that. Um, and it's, and it's proven out. Uh, secondly, we've been talking about, um, uh, Israel mm-hmm. and, um, uh, the election's coming up. Uh, when we air this one, I think actually the election will have been aired already. When we when we finally tape after uh, November the 1st, we'll be able to report what the election was. But um, I've stated that it's actually a pretty close race uh, between the uh, uh, Netanyahu's party block. What they do is, remember, they form blocks to form a government uh, mm-hmm. with his party and a variety of other parties. And then there's an opposition that tries to form a block, and and basically the the voting is going to be between those two blocks. Uh, just a, a few days ago, Netanyahu uh, came out and um, worked is working already to recruit a a small party from the opposite block, mm, and saying in hey, anticipation in of anticipation. knowing they're going to need that. Yeah, right. yeah, that if you come. Uh, will allow you to be a minister in our cabinet and have a mm-hmm. voice in the cabinet. And, you know, don't you want to come with us? So uh, there's there's a working of that. So really it's going to be, in my mind, it's going to be, uh, you know, kind of a result of what we see God up to, uh, which direction this goes. You know, can anybody form a government? One. Mm-hmm. Two, is it Netanyahu, who's very pro-Bible uh, and pro-land uh, you know, uh, and anti um uh, you know, uh, forces that like the, uh, uh, Iranians that want to blow them off the face of the earth and to try to keep protecting, you know, Israel, which we know that, which we know happens. Uh, and then, um, I think you mentioned that there's, uh, some, uh, YouTubes and variety of things going around that, uh, tries to associate natural disasters with uh with policy that's going with, on in israel with policy yeah. of, of uh, how we approach how the united states approaches israel um and um it's it's one of those things that um there is some if you took if you took data and you look at events of how the united states uh, addresses israel there does seem to be some uh relationship correlation correlation to uh you know some of these things uh that occur these disasters but it's not 100 percent and it's not absolute so again we got to be careful not to tie it as an absolute thing uh and to say like for example the recent hurricane in florida was a result of something that happened in israel you can make the case and by the way you can do this with any statistics you want to you can you can kind of create uh, a scenario that, well, this is obviously this. Uh, so, um, all I would say about that is that, um, we know that Israel is the center of attention in the end. And because, Mm -hmm. because they've reformed as a country, uh, that God has a plan for the nation of Israel to be a player in the end. And, uh, already, it should have been really uh, already uh, overrun and conquered. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, for example, uh, it was formed up out of the United Nations in 1947 after World War II. Uh, by the way, uh, and there's a great uh, 
Uh, I think we went through this before, but uh, there's great history of uh, that this was all stimulated by Britain in Mm -hmm. the uh, 1860s and a group of uh, believers who went to intercession and and received it. You pray for this. They prayed for it for uh, six, seven decades. Um, And uh, then the uh, what's called the Balfour uh, Agreement came about after World War One, where Britain uh, through their embassy there, stimulated a return of Jews to Israel. Right. Uh, they weren't a nation yet, but they, they, returned, they had a stimulus of that. After World War II, because of the, what happened to the Holocaust, uh, the United Nations formed up and said, okay, Israel, you can go back and now be a nation in that, in that mm-hmm. land. But the land wasn't the full biblical land. It was a portion of the biblical land. 19, right. 1967, they got attacked by the six nations around them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it should, they should have been defeated and ended uh, right. just by the just by the sheer numbers that they had. Sheer, I was going to say sheer numbers and size. Yeah. It's amazing that Israel wields the influence that yeah. it does. Um, and then they, um, uh, it's called the Six Day War and Israel, mm-hmm. Israel won the war in six days. Um, mm-hmm. And then by the way, they, uh, push the land to the biblical land. Okay, now we have it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the 67. So the debate today, by the way, uh, around the world is, you know, Israel, why don't you give up the land that you took in 67 and go back to the 1947 boundaries? Right. Which is kind of that two-state solution, two, two right? Two-state solution, which, you know, of course, Netanyahu says no. Uh, and uh, Israel is... Uh, uh, is a player. They've been protected. They have incredible technology. They have incredible wealth. Uh, God is doing something in Israel, partly because it's, mm-hmm. it's the one that sets up. We'll, we'll see a verse here in a second about that. Um, and so uh, is there a correlation to you know how uh, they're treated? Uh, kind of. Uh, but be careful, again, to make it absolute. Uh, rather, mm-hmm. in my mind, it's just focus on what is happening in Israel as it develops into a place where the world comes against it and they, and right. they're, and they're protected. So um, I just want to put a little bit of caution out there to be careful because people can make statements and tie things together that eh, not mm-hmm. necessarily. So you got to look at that. Um, one other thing I would like to talk about is um, uh, we've talked about the economy uh, and um Right now in England, which is reflective of Europe and then reflective of the United States, uh, there's a clash going on between the central bank there, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the Bank of England, and the government. The government is uh, what they call a new monetary theory is let's just, let's just borrow money mm-hmm. uh, and stimulate the economy. You know, and, and isn't that a good idea? And we don't need to worry about any burden of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the bank is, and this is happening in the United States too, there's, there's a resistance all of a sudden to wait a second, and here's why. And I, and I actually predicted this five, six years ago. Um, I don't know if you remember after 2008, but something as simple as mortgages mm-hmm. bounced between 2 and 3%. Right. For almost 15 years mm-hmm. uh, because the banks, central banks held the interest rate at close to zero. 
Mm-hmm. And so mortgages were that. And so that stimulated the economy. And yes, it did. Um, well, uh, but what was happening is that the government, particularly the United States, uh, doubled over the last 10 years their debt. Right. Uh, so it was okay if you're not having to pay much interest. But now mm. the interest has risen by four to five times. Right. Well, that's taken a gigantic chunk of the uh, uh, tax income from the government to just pay the interest. To pay off debt that the government has. Well, it's not, it's not even paying off debt. It's just paying the interest. Right. Uh, it's just I got to pay the interest to keep because the, the people who are investing want to get paid. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, so it's putting a great pressure. And right now, the banks and the government are in a, in a battle to say, you know what? Uh, we don't want to do this anymore. We don't want you to stimulate the economy anymore. We don't want you to b- keep borrowing, but they can't stop it. Mm. Ultimately, see what that does, it, it produces a, a moment of, of collapse because they can't, mm-hmm. they, they will default because I use so much of my, my uh, tax money uh, that comes into the government to pay interest that I can't pay these other things. Either that or I got to keep borrowing, which even makes it worse. So hmm. it's it's an interesting point, and right now we're seeing this this uh, struggle of uh oh, I don't think your thought was a good thought, and we're we're now in trouble and probably can't get out of it. So mm-hmm. that's another reason why you know are we headed for the great reset? Yeah, maybe. Uh, and we're actually seeing a play out right now in England, who's having a big uh, battle over that. So. Right. Uh, and they even didn't their prime minister just step down shortest, shortest term a prime minister served. She, uh, in she, a uh, very long time. <laughs> she, uh, didn't, wasn't able to fulfill anything that she said she mm-hmm. was going to do. And so the conservative party just, okay, you gotta, you gotta leave. And they just replaced her with uh, a financial guy. Right. Uh, and now he's going to step in and see what he can do. Uh, yeah, but it, and these are all in fears of a big recession and trying to address all of the economic things you're talking that's about, right. right? Inflation, you know, just things like, are we going to be able to pay for our gas this winter mm-hmm. for fuel? And is that going to be a problem? You know, so right. we're going to see the impact of all that, you know, coming up. Uh, so as we've talked about uh, this setup, you know, we're talking about the mark of the beast. Uh, and um, uh, if if we go back and well, let's revisit it again, go to... Um, uh, Revelation 13, 16 to 18. Mm-hmm. We're just, we're going to set this up and then uh, we'll kind of, kind of continue this discussion. Okay. Revelation 13, 16 to 18 says, he causes all both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here's wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. For it is the number of a man. His number is 666. Yeah. Okay. So we know that uh, the new economic system, the beast, which starts the the tribulation, has a mark and it's economic in nature. Um, Mm -hmm. And John says it's on the forehead or on the wrist. Uh, There's some identification that you've agreed to that allows you to buy and sell. Um, right. and the false prophet, it talks here, the false prophet is promoting that, that this is a good thing and yes, you should do it. So Christians, a lot of Christians are going to be deceived because some Christian leader or leaders are going to say, this is actually really good. And yes, it's of God. Go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Now go to 16.2 
Now remember, this is right after the Antichrist steps up and says, I am God and everybody needs okay. to worship me. And the, and the false prophet said, yes, everybody needs to worship him. He is God. It says, so the first went and poured out his bowl upon the earth and a foul and loathsome sore came upon the men who had the mark of the beast and those who worshiped his image. So um, uh, this is where the wrath of God mm -hmm. is now carried out against all the people of the earth because they're worshiping anti-God Mm -hmm. uh, and remember, God uh, is just and God is true and says, because of that, um, I'm bringing my wrath to those that have re basically rejected me and believe false. Mm -hmm. And he says, uh, everyone who does what? Receives the mark. Right. Is going to receive my wrath. Uh, so that means... And there's no, there's no limitation to that. And that's why I got right. Christian or non-Christian. If you have taken the mark, that it, is what it, it just says. says. If you're, if you're taking the mark, you're subject to the God's wrath. And again, we talked about the fact that, you know, Israel back in Jeremiah's time would be a great example of that. His own children, he actually wound up having put to death because, mm -hmm. because they rejected him. Um, so we have to be careful with that. Um, so, uh, now there's obviously a thought of, well, we'll be raptured, so who cares? Uh, but let me let me take you to a verse I just got uh, went back and revisited. Go to Luke 21. Uh, this is Jesus speaking about the end, and, and read verses 29 through uh, 38. Luke 21, 39 to 28. Okay. Um, then he spoke to them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they are already budding, you see and know yourself for yourselves that summer is now near. So you also, when you see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Keep going, 34 to 38. Oh, sorry. Um, but take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and cares of this life, and that day come upon you unexpectedly. For it will come as a snare on all those who dwell in the face of the whole earth. Watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. And in the daytime he was teaching in the temple, but at night he went out and stayed on the mountain called Olivet. Then early in the morning all the people came to him in the temple to hear him. Yeah. Uh, so he's referring again to uh, the fig tree, which is the budding of Israel. Mm -hmm. uh, and when Israel returns, it says that generation, you know, will uh, will begin to see the things that are going to take place. So, and again, because of Israel has returned and uh, actually officially in 2012 declared that we now are a nation because over 50 percent of the Jews live in Israel. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe we're in that generation that sees it. But he says, as you see these things happen, mm -hmm. uh be aware because he said, uh, yeah, heaven and earth are going to pass away. But he says another key thing there. He says, my words are not going to pass away. Mm -hmm. uh, in other words, and look at that as my truth, what right. I, what I speak to you, what I show you, what I reveal to you, that this can be counted on <laughs> that's that stands and it's going to stand forever and it has eternal uh, implications so that, you know, therefore pay attention to what he has to say. And then he says, take heed, be, be aware, uh, be careful, pay attention. Uh, don't get your heart weighed down 
Uh, don't just think it doesn't matter and carouse and, and drink and, and uh, you know, so what. Uh, and the cares of life where you're trying to do your own preparation or you're trying to mm. uh, say, you know, I think this is not good and this is, you know, I'm, I'm going to have a struggle with this. Uh, he says it'll come as a snare. And, and the word there is a trap that you think is fine, but it's going to trap you. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, pray in verse 36 that you be counted worthy to escape these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Okay, now, uh, when you think about that, escape what? The judgment, really, of what he's yeah. saying is coming. Yeah. The wrath that mm -hmm. is coming and to be protected from the Antichrist, who is going to mm -hmm. come, after, come after Christians. He says, watch and pray that uh, you're, you're going to be protected and be counted worthy. Uh, and again, simplicity, when you think of worthiness to God, Mm -hmm. is really simple. Why, why would you be counted worthy? You're only worthy because of him to begin with. So walking with him and covered by the blood of Christ. Yeah, you so know? You're, you're following him in the kingdom of God and you're mm -hmm. responding to his words, which, which he's given you instruction. Mm -hmm. uh, and he says, so pray that you get protected uh, from uh, both. We know that the Antichrist and the beast is going to persecute Christians. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's going to persecute those that haven't taken the mark of the beast. Right. Okay. Now that puts us in a uh, kind of a, a tough situation. Um, and, and now we're looking at it personally. So that, okay, right. if we wind up there and I'm being asked to take this mark mm -hmm. and my mark is what's going to give me the ability to function economically, shouldn't I take the mark? Uh, and by the way, if I take the mark, I won't be persecuted by the Antichrist. Right. And, and there will be some easy ways to justify that. Yeah. Well, I need to stay in this situation so that I can speak Jesus to other people. I can, you know, there's lots of things that we can dress it up and, and make it like, well, he certainly wouldn't have me in that situation because then I can't do X, Y, Z that he's called me to do right, right, or whatever. And so we need to really be discerning in this, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then on the other side of it is, well, if I'm still here, which remember, we can't say absolutely we're raptured already. Right. Um, how do we escape the wrath of God? And the only way to escape the wrath of God is not to take the mark of the beast. So you can see... Right we get put in a, what I call a double bind. Mm -hmm. um, and that is that on one hand, wouldn't it be a good idea to take the mark of the beast? On the other hand, uh, God tells me not to. Right. And his wrath is going to come against me. Well, what am I supposed to do? Uh, mm -hmm. uh, one. And number, number two is how will I know? Mm -hmm. um, if if uh, it's the mark of the beast or it's just a, a, an economic, condition like it was with COVID is, right. well, you had to be able to show that you were tested negative or vaccine to be able to do economics. So, mm -hmm. uh, well, that wasn't the mark of the beast. So how will we know? Uh, you right. know, won't want to come down the road. So that um, uh, what I'd like everybody <laughs> to consider is uh, think about that question. Um, how am I going to know? Which direction should I go and why? And what can mm -hmm. I believe about that? 
mm-hmm. because it seems to me on the surface, mm-hmm. actually the best thing to do would be to take the mark of the beast. Mm. Particularly if either I think I'm actually not going to have to take it because I'll be raptured or um, won't I be raptured anyway or because I'm a believer, aren't I going to be protected from God's wrath and um, I'm okay with that. So, mm-hmm. um, and what I want to do, and, I'm, and next time we're going to try to try to bring this to a head, uh, is how do we view all this? How do we know it's going to be the mark of the beast? What is the biblical prescription mm-hmm. of what it says we are called to do? And then what if if that's true? Then what can I count on about going forward? coming into a really tough decision mm-hmm. that's going to, and I call, I call it a line of demarcation. It's, it's who do you believe? Who do you have trust in? Who do you worship? Right. Uh, and that draws me back to the verse too. Um, I can't remember where it's found, but that says, you know, basically God shows his favor to those with a contrite and humble heart and those who tremble at his word. Right. And so we do have to get our heads around. What does it look like to tremble at his word? more than that we tremble at the word of the world or culture and these different things that are coming against us. Right, right. So uh, uh, stay tuned. Uh, come again next week. We're going to try to capstone all this. We've been setting it up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> For a while now. <laughs> uh, but, it, but it's really important to keep developing these, these basic truths uh, to get to the punchline, really, of, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's really what, you, what, how do we view this and what can we count on based upon the choice we make? And, right. Uh, and we want to get, you want to get this settled in your heart before everything hits. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why we have to practice mm-hmm. now seeing God's work to trust it when yes. we go forward. If we haven't learned to trust it, we're probably not going to. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, we'll process it. So anyway, uh, we'll pick it up next time. And uh, uh, I know this is dragged on a little bit, but uh, the truth of it is really profound. And we, we need to keep setting up these kind of the structure to then mm-hmm. come to the answer, which we're going to get to next time. Excellent. Looking forward to it. That should be a fun discussion. Thank yep. you for joining us, everyone. If you have questions, be sure to send them in at questions at afjministry.com. And we'll talk to you soon. Yep. Have a fantastic weekend. We'll see you then. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments. And tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.